So here we go. This is TR0. Start. Okay, Flunk, you, you scratched your nose. Okay. Start. Flunk, you looked away. Start. Flunk, you're squirming in your chair. Start. He sneezed. Start. All righty then. Hey, Flunk, he's, you talked. Oh. Start. Flunk, you're closing your eyes. Start. Okay, that's a pass. Normally this goes on for hours at a time, days at a time, until a person can actually sit there just facing another person, never looking away, blinking very little, never talking, never doing anything. Um, I think TR0 is probably the TR that uh, critics of Scientology uh, find most disturbing. Um, it's in this TR that uh, a person really uh, develops a, a fairly unblinking uh, look at other people that, that people in the streets of Clearwater, for example, have commented on, and the Scientologists that they pass in the street um, basically are using their TRs on the people that they see as they're walking down the street. Now once a person has um, passed TR0, they're ready to move on to the next training routine, which is TR0 bull baited. On TR0 bull bait, the coach attempts to distract the student or break concentration in any way. And if he does that, then the person, the student is given a flunk and the drill is started again until the person can sit there having fingers pointed very close to his eye, being yelled at, screamed at, uh, jokes, whatever, until he can just sit there and not react to it. Now in this drill, Jesse's going to be the coach and I'll be the student. So Jesse's going to bull bait me until I can sit here comfortably no matter what he does. Ready? Yeah. Start. You have an eye tick. <laughs> Flunk, you flinched. Start. You have an eye tick. <laughs> Flunk, you flinched.
start. You have an eye tick. Okay, flunk. You weren't as bad as you were before. You're getting better at it. Ready? Start. You have an eye tick. Oh, you really think you're smart now, huh? You really... Okay. Flunk for smiling. Start. Oh, you really think you're smart now, huh? You really think you have it together, huh? Why are your eyes jumping around like that? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Start. Oh, Lord, my head is hurting so bad. Pay attention when I'm speaking. some bedpan in the mental institution. Well, could be dangerous. Is that your mother over there? Is that your mother in the corner? What's your mom doing over there? She needs to be home. Oh, goodness gracious, the dog is eating the cat. See? The dog's eating the cat. Okay, that's the pass. You did real good. Thanks. Well, now I'm to the point where I can be here comfortably uh, no matter what somebody's throwing at me. Now it's time to go on to TR1, which Jesse will explain. TR1 is called Dear Alice. And what we do in TR1 is we read lines from the book Alice in Wonderland to each other. And the purpose is, is to be able to clearly read these lines as if you're saying them yourself and not reading them. What I'm doing is I'm giving Jesse some pages out of the book, Alice in Wonderland, and he'll pick phrases out of these sheets from the book. Okay, Jesse, you ready to start? Yes. Okay, start. When I'm a duchess, I won't have any pepper in my kitchen at all. Okay, Flunk, you look down and we're reading it instead of giving it to me. Okay. All right, start. All right. When I'm a duchess, I won't have any pepper in my kitchen at all. Flunk, you were fidgeting while you were giving me the command. Start. When I'm a duchess, I won't have any pepper in my kitchen at all. Good. Pepper always makes people... Uh. Okay, Flunk, you flubbed the command. Start. Okay. Maybe it's pepper that always makes people hot-tempered. Good. I only wish people knew that. Good. 
Somebody said it's done by everyone minding their own business. Okay, Flunk, you were looking down at the page again. Oh, yeah. Okay, start. Okay. Somebody said that it was done by everybody minding their own business. Okay, Flunk, you were looking off to the side. Okay. Okay, start. Somebody said it was done by everybody minding their own business. Good. Oh, uh, well, it means much the same thing. Okay, Flunk, you were looking off again. Now keep your tear zero in when you're doing this. Okay. All right, start. Ah, uh, well, it means pretty much the same thing. Good. How fond she is of finding morals in things. Good. I dare say I'm wondering why you don't put your arm around my waist. Okay, Flunk, you just were fidgeting while you were giving me the command. Oh, you're right, Start. okay. I dare say you were wondering why I didn't put my arm around your waist. Good. I'm doubtful about the temperament of your flamingo. Good. Okay, that's a pass. Thank you. Now that Jesse's passed this TR1 drill, we're ready to go on to TR2. I'll read you a little bit about TR2 here. TR2 is known as the Acknowledgements TR, and the purpose is to teach a student that an acknowledgement is a method of controlling a person's communication and that an acknowledgement is a full stop. So we're just going to read again from the Dear Alice book. This time I'll be the coach, and I'll read lines from the Dear Alice book and Stacy has to give me an acknowledgement and the acknowledgement has to be a full stop. In other words, it has to terminate that communication and we move on to something else. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay, start. It's a mineral, I think. Okay. Flunk. I didn't, you didn't acknowledge me and you didn't confront me either when you did it. Okay. Ready? Okay, start. It's a mineral, I think. Okay. Good. Only mustard isn't a bird. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to flunk you for not acknowledging soon enough. There was a lag between the time when I was done talking and you should have acknowledged me, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Start. I quite agree with you. Thank you. Okay. I think I should understand that better. All right. Flunk, that, that wasn't really yours and it didn't seem appropriate. Okay. okay. We'll try it again. I think I should understand that better. All right. Okay, that's better, but it was a little forced and a little unnatural, okay? Okay. We'll try it again. Okay. I think I should understand that better. All right. Good. Pray don't trouble yourself to say it any longer than that. Good. Okay. He took me for his household. Okay. Good. 
but I better take him his fan and gloves. Thank you. Okay, that that was kind of like inappropriate. Okay. I didn't quite end it in the calm cycle there, so we'll try that one again, okay? okay. All right. But I better take him his fan and his gloves. Okay. Good. How queer it seems. Right. Okay, that's flunk for squirming around. Okay, we'll try that one again. How queer it seems. All right. Okay, that's a flunk for not looking at me when you said it. You still have to keep your earlier TRs in. Okay, I'm getting tired of this. Okay. Well, let's keep on doing it, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. How queer it seems. Okay. Okay, that's better, but it's still a flunk because it's unnatural and you're forcing yourself to do it, okay? Okay. All right, so... Just make it your own and just give it to me like it says here. All right, here we go. How queer it seems. Okay. Good. But I've got to see that one mouse. Good. Okay. People don't like being ordered like that. Thank you. Good, let's pass. Now that we passed TR2, it's time to move on to TR3, the duplicative question TR. Now, with this TR, we start to move into uh, really drilling a student to be ready to conduct an auditing session as an auditor. In Scientology, an auditor is um, basically the equivalent of a, of a therapist or a psychotherapist in other kinds of uh, psychology or whatever. The auditor sits across a table from the person who in Scientology is called a preclear and asks the person certain questions. The, the person then uh, answers those questions and, and the auditor must get an answer to their question before they can move on in, in the auditing session. So this particular TR, TR3, is designed to uh, train an auditor to get an answer to their question. I'll just read you from the material on the TR, TRs, the purpose of the TR, and it is to teach a student to duplicate without variation an auditing question each time newly in its own new unit of time, not as a blur of other questions, and to acknowledge it to teach that one never ask a second question until he has received an answer to the one asked. I'm going to be the coach, and Jesse's going to be the one asking repetitive questions, and I'm going to flunk him every time he uh, doesn't ask me the question newly and in a new unit of time. Okay, start. Do birds fly? Yes. Good. Do birds fly? Yeah. All right. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Your glasses are crooked. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Your shirt is dirty. Okay, flunk. I distracted you. Start. Do birds fly? 
Your shirt is dirty. I repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Okay. Do birds fly? The sun is going down. Okay, flunk. You looked away. Start. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? The sun is going down. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Yeah. Good. Do birds fly? That table is broken. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? You know, your mustache is crooked. Okay, flunk, you felt your mustache. Okay, start. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? You know, your mustache is crooked. Okay. <laughs> flunk. Ugh. You made a face. Okay. Okay, start. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Your mustache is crooked. I repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? And not only that, but your collar is really frayed. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? And your fingernails are very dirty. Okay, flunk, you looked at your fingernails. <sighs> okay. Start. Do birds fly? Your fingernails are really dirty. Okay, flunk, you looked at your fingernails. Oh, okay. Start. Do birds fly? Your fingernails are really dirty. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Yeah. Good. Do birds fly? You need to wash your shirt. Okay, flunk, come wag. Start. Okay. Do birds fly? Your shirt is dirty. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Your glasses are cracked. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Yeah. Good. Do birds fly? Okay, that's a pass. Thank you. Okay, now that we've passed TR3, it's time to move on to TR4, which is called Preclear Originations. The purpose of TR4 is to teach the student not to be tongue-tied or startled or thrown off by session originations of preclear and to maintain ARC with the preclear throughout an origination. ARC means affinity, reality, and communication. In Scientology, it's considered that this triangle, affinity, reality, and communication, enable a person to communicate much better with people when they understand how this works. So what Jesse is talking about in this drill is teaching the auditor how to keep someone in communication during an auditing session when, they, uh, when their attention is diverted to something else during the session. And the commands for this training routine it is similar to the one we did before. The student runs, do fish swim, or do birds fly on coach. Coach answers now and then, but makes startling comments from a prepared list given by a supervisor. The student must handle the originations to the satisfaction of the coach.
The preclear origination sheet is just a list of statements that the preclear can make for the drill. Things like, I feel all confused. I feel awfully tense. My head feels like it has a tight band around it. Things like that. And the training stress of this particular drill is the student is taught to hear origination and do three things. One, understand it. Two, acknowledge it. And three, return the preclear to session. If the coach feels abruptness or too much time consumed or lack of comprehension, he corrects the student into better handling. So, you ready to go? Okay, so in this one, you're going to be the coach? Yes. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, start. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? I just realized I've had a headache for years. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, let's carry on with the session. All righty. Good. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Is that a booger hanging out your nose? I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? No. Good. Do birds fly? No. Okay. Do birds fly? Wow, this room seems bigger. It does? Yes. Okay. Well, let's carry on with the session. Alrighty. Okay. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? I think you messed up when you were trying to arch your eyebrows there. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Are you wearing contacts? I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? You know I never did like your hair. Okay. Is it okay with you if we go on with the session? Sure. All right. Do birds fly? Still don't like your damn hair. Okay. I'm going to give you the command again. Okay? Mm-hmm. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Ooh, can I have a cigarette? Let's wait till the session's over, and then we'll have a cigarette, okay? Okay. All right. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Your eyes stink. Do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is it okay with you if we carry on, though? Yeah, okay. All right. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do birds fly? My, 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 what a long nose you have there. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? No. Absolutely okay. not. All right. Do birds fly? Mm, I'm kind of feeling warm all over. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you the command again, all right? All righty. Okay. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Okay. Do birds fly? No. Good. Do birds fly? This is silly. This is silly. This is silly. What's happening? This whole thing is just silly. Well, is it okay with you if we go on a little bit longer? Well, you know, if you want to indulge in silliness, I guess so. Okay. Can I give you the command again? Sure. All right. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Weasel flying out your nose. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Okay, that's it. That's a pass. Great, thanks. I hope the TRs we've shown you have given you a good idea of the kind of indoctrination a Scientologist undergoes. 
These training routines are practiced by Scientologists for hundreds, if not thousands of hours, and these routines repeat themselves through later courses that a Scientologist takes throughout his career all the way up to and through the highest levels of Scientology training. By the time Scientologists have been through hundreds or even thousands of hours of this kind of indoctrination, they are very well conditioned to controlling other people and also to being controlled themselves. substance of what they're dealing with. That what we got was a lot of rhetoric, a lot of waving of the flag, and then you're supposed to go where you're feeling that Watergate or Watergate is just going to disappear. And I think that uh, it was an uh, unfair trick to play on the American public. Well, you know, we are. It's one thing, I'm sorry, it's one thing that is the only president in the history of, of my time, and I'm 56 that can talk an hour and never say nothing. <laughs> but we also have to ask ourselves what the real meaning of that Watergate affair is. And I think it's important, especially for those of us who are here this afternoon, to recognize that if, if the Republican Party will go that far to sabotage the Democratic Party, to sabotage that kind of opposition, uh, what have we already been uh, experiencing insofar as repression is concerned, and what will we as black people have to face in the future? Because there are many of us who uh, feel that not only the Republican Party, but the Democratic Party as well, is committed to upholding a system of exploitation and racism. If you look at the McGovern campaign, McGovern didn't even raise the question of racism, and he was supposed to be the far left wing of the Democratic Party. So I think it's, it's important to see. During slavery was the uh, uh, implication of fear. We have to get past that fear. Our men have to stop being scared to say, yes, I'm the head of the house. Mm -hmm. They need to know that every woman want to know her limitations with her man. Any woman that can do a man any kind of way and have her way with him and say anything she wants to him, she ain't going to want him in a minute. We have to know what the black line is. I had a, uh, uh, did an interview the other day from a newspaper out of uh, Baltimore. Anyway, so they had brought down the camera crew and stuff, and so they were trying to interview me. So, of course, they got on that favorite part of the book, you know, that everybody deal with. And so uh, he asked me, had a, I, I haven't been slapped in the mouth. <laughs> so, so I told him, I say, well, um, this book is not an autobiography, first of all. I said, and uh, secondly, I said, I don't get that far out of control. I say, since 
That's how it's described. It's very easy to keep that from happening. Just don't do that. So I said, I don't do that. I don't talk like that. I said, I can tell by his tone of voice when it's time to stop talking. amazing thing, the amazing thing to me is how our people go around the country trying to pretend that we ain't fighting. <laughs> and that I made that. Smita Ann Rand, um, interestingly enough, despite the fact that she was a socialist, uh, not Ann Rand, obviously, but Sandy Notley, she said she thought I would be smart enough to see through Rand. Um, uh, Huxley, Orwell, Solzhenitsyn, uh, a lot of serious material. And I developed a real friendship with her and her husband. And I worked with the NDP for four years. So she was a pronounced influence on me. And uh, that's Sandy Notley. Oh, and her daughter, Rachel Notley who was a friend of mine, a girlfriend of one of my close friends at one point, became premier of Alberta. Um, many years later, she was defeated in the last election, which was only about three years ago, but um, she followed in her father's footsteps and, and became premier of the province. So that's that story. On your website, you have an extensive list of recommended books. I've looked at it, looked at it multiple yeah. times. It's close to a hundred, I would say. And they're, they're put into different categories, different genres. Are there any books on that list? Or can you think of books that were introduced relatively early in your life? Some of the early exposures that have stood the test of time for you? No, Huxley and Orwell, I would say, Solzhenitsyn as well. I read one day in the life of... If you want to break the strike, uh, you go to boys who have big bare knuckles and who know how to wield the cudgeons. And they turn to uh, what could best be described as uh, the Corsican Mafia under the leadership of a... Uh, a uh, well-known uh, Corsican uh, racketeer by the name of Ferry Pisani, who became uh, really uh, a paid agent of Central Intelligence and collaborated with Irving Brown and Lovestone in their operation to break the strikes. In about 1953, I terminated funds for Ferry Pisani. Of course, Brown did not like this. But uh, there was nothing for Fray Pisani to do at that time. And probably he was involved in smuggling uh, heroin going through Marseille, and uh, he didn't need our money. During the executive board meeting of the ICFTU, I was acting labor attache, and I was escort officer for Mr. and Mrs. George Meany and uh, Mr. Meany's secretary, Virginia Tejas. On the last evening of their stay in Brussels, as I was driving Mr. Meany, Mrs. Meany, and Mr. Meany's secretary back to the Metropole Hotel, 
we got into discussion about European labor and international labor, and um, perhaps it was unfair of me to... Yo, I don't understand how, if you know the level of wisdom that is right there. I mean, but it's the truth. I live with will follow you home. Yeah, and, 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 but but I say this though, I ain't never gonna stop blessing my people if they if they need it and if I can help them. Uh, um, I see a lack of energy. Because if you want to change it, be a part of the change. You want to change the police force, be a part of the police force, be a part of the change. That's you can't real. just sit on the background talking about, oh, this is fucked up, this is this, this and that, this and this. That's what we do. We you sit on the mean? sideline and talk about the I game tell and people, I tell a lot of my youth, hey, listen, man, you don't got no, my homeboys, how do you? Man, go join the military or go to join the police force. Really? Definitely. It's not the 60s. It ain't, you don't say the military not a place for a black man. Right? They going there. You but take, again, to, to, you join in a, a, a bigger no, gang to go no, police oh, some other people. No, watch True this. that. Watch <laughs> this. True that. But, you, but you know what, though? You position you them. become something. You, I mean, I wouldn't take it from them because I would want to see. Would you not want a black officer? Absolutely. How, how, how did you become that if you don't? You don't never. No, that's true. I mean, again, like I, I have, we have to infiltrate. We have to. Infiltrate. I'm going back to what you were saying of creating your own. Uh, but I understand, and, it's, and specifically law enforcement, I feel like we can create our own protection services. A lot of our youth that come yeah. out of the military, do that. you slaps a million <laughs> followers. It was a viral. But this, see, like, like I remember, I, 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 I remember when I came out of prison, we used to have these study classes. And we just sit down and we just talk about where we was gonna take our neighborhood. I used to be jealous, right, where my energy come from, mm. of Compton, right? Mm. Because Compton is Compton. Mecca like music. they got a, well not a make a music, it's just they got their own land base. Yeah, like, it's a city, the city you know of Compton. Compton you got city of Long Beach. Yeah. You got all these different yeah. places, but it was nothing Crenshaw. Mm. So when I came home, my whole mentality was like, I'm finna make Crenshaw. Just like Compton. Crenshaw. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When you say Crenshaw, I want them to say us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them to yeah. say, you know, we in our own, we in our own. So when I pushed, when I started with Nipsey, that was my mindset. Yeah. Crenshaw, yeah. To, to make us. Yeah. To build our brand. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because my little work. brother didn't even go to Crenshaw. Mm. He didn't go to Crenshaw. Nobody's family went to Crenshaw. It was us in mm. the community. Right. I wanted to build that. And people don't understand that 10 mile from Florence and Crenshaw to to Vernon and 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 and, and, and on the 43rd, I mean, to, to really the king. Yeah. So I wanted to make us a Mecca. Mm. So that's what I did. And he used to always be. Because people don't. When I. My second life, 
I know him. Right. As a brother. Yeah, yeah. Strong enough to create a state. If anybody got any information to the con contrary, state the information to the contrary. I maintain that there was no Europe. You're giving Europe credit for things that happened before the first European war. Shoe or lived in a house that had a window. <laughs> And I'm saying that you have not read, not just Massey, Joe Massey, his, his European disciple, Alvin, I mean, Chuchwad, signs and symbols of primordial man, the origins of, of religions, and his extensive work on Freemasonry, you not read the American disciple of, 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 of Massey, Alvin Boyd Kuhn, is who, who is this king of glory, one of the best written books on the Christ story, when he proves that Europe, the basis of European spirituality was taken directly from Africa. Professor Rogers, would you like to follow on your question? I mean, no one is actually maintaining that uh, literary Greek culture pre-existed um, any number of Near Eastern cultures. Again, I, I find it a bit curious I don't that... The has now been reached. I am to this day absolutely convinced that uh, we drove Fidel Castro into the arms of the Russian bear because uh, he was uh, frightened that we were going to murder him uh, and destroy his new Cuba, and he was absolutely right. A French cargo ship, La Coubre, which had just docked with 76 tons of arms and ammunition for the Revolutionary Army, blew up as hundreds of workers unloaded the cargo. Seventy are dead and over 300 wounded. Government sources have indicated that there is every reason to suspect sabotage. The way it would start is maybe an ambassador, maybe a CIA officer, maybe somebody here in Washington, maybe somebody in the White House would suggest that would be a good idea to help certain group in another country. That would be looked at to see if we have the contacts, uh, who reliable people we could deal with, and a plan would be put together as to how this would be done. That plan would then be approved within CIA as sensible, it would then be submitted to an interagency group, and then submitted to the president for final okay. Uh, if the president's approval, then the agency would... Right, 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 right. Because, like I said, a lot of it, the reason why I'm here, I cannot forget that I got 
a structure, the structure from them to be able to be here today. You know what I'm saying? So Even though in the beginning that's what you wanted, yeah, you wanted, you wanted this. That's they, right. But they kind of filled in exactly. That's in right. Between. Exactly. Okay. So I felt that you know it was time for me to leave, and then I left. If Mega did this. Then, do you resign in protest? Mr. Kissinger, during the time under uh, review, was the president's advisor on uh, international security affairs and then became the Secretary of State. So we needed uh, his testimony to determine what the administration policy was toward uh, uh, Chile in this particular period. His presence here should not be interpreted as meaning that he himself was ever involved in um, any uh, uh, plot uh, to assassinate any foreign figure. as I can about it, this is what he's told me to do. Yes, sir. As long as the matter is in the court, I'm saying nothing. What Helms simply did in this case, when he saw that he was going to be hanged, made a scapegoat, he simply uh, said, um, all right, here... This is for Dr. Clark. Um, please, could you explain to the right, your left. The what? The right, on your right, the, the two so-called professors, on your right. Well, to, to on his your, left. On his left, Explain. on your right, um, the agenda of the right, of, um, in the political context that, that lets a president of my school, Yolanda Moses, uh, dismantle and, uh, ethnically cleanse um, the ethnic studies and the black studies, the Latino studies, Jewish studies, um, Asian studies up at City College. And because I have no respect for you because up at City College, we are fighting there every day. All right. We're, for, well, what, for, for what the question is, I want Dr. Clark to explain how this is what what's this doing to the train of thought in our universities and how it lets people politically dismantle our universities as we know thank you for your question this this soon after the black studies explosion whites began to plan how to let them use this as a political plaything until they got their act together and their strength together in order to destroy it. It wasn't meant to be, no one 
if you ever got this simple thing, people never educate you in the text was what is your father who's a pastor and who raised you and taught you and is your pastor tell you you notice how conveniently she just deflected that question didn't want to just say I'm, a, I'm not listening to my father or my pastor I'm not going to say what they said because if I do I know you know what he told me, but I can't answer that question. Ooh, look at the bird. Nothing to see here. Move along. Jedi mind trick. Wow. Tiffany, look at Tiffany. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. Don't look at the. They say I'm doing this, and I'm going. Now is this right? They're they're, they're saying this. They're saying that. <laughs> It didn't work. I'm supposed see what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to put on my cape and say, "No, no, no, don't say that." And she's a good. Da, 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 da. No, I stayed right on the path. I ain't, I didn't care about it because I wasn't even looking in the chat room. People can only respond to what we say. They're not making stuff up. They're just listening to what we say. That room. We, you and I. Yeah, I didn't come on here to be well, bashed. Well, I came on who here. Are you? Hold on, Tiffany. Who was who was bashing Tiffany? Listen, you've not been bashed by me. Don't look at the chat room. <laughs> you and I are having a conversation that can benefit women. It would be hard. Yeah, I, I remember one one of the weirdest emails I ever got. One of the weirdest emails I ever got. And I'm not even sure who this was, but it was right after Isaac Hayes had died. And someone emailed me and said, I just found out that Isaac Hayes was your father. I am so sorry for your loss. And I'm thinking... If there's anyone who doesn't look at, like me on this world, in this You're world, it would be Isaac Hayes. Like, just, you know, physically, we're just very different. <laughs> so, you know what? You know what a lot of white people used to do back in the days? Was front like they were Spanish. Mm. See, that was, that was the... I knew white boys that would get the Caesar... You know what I mean? And, but I mean, black Spanish, like that New York. Dominican. Well, what I mean is. Puerto Rican. How, how, how Spanish are in New York. Meaning that black people and Puerto Ricans and Dominicans are so close to each other in New York City that. You know, a lot of Puerto Ricans from New York have that black style about them. Like, you know what I mean? So this was the way that a lot of white people, because it was going to seem ridiculous for them to say they was black, but they might could get over. Who have study hall will ask other students who drive to school, like instead of studying for a test, to take them somewhere to get something to eat. 
or whatever. Mm-hmm. If they say no, then they'll say, well, you're a nerd for staying to study. You, should, you don't have to study. I mean, study tomorrow when you get home, or, you know. And again, the person there, the study hall had the car. Uh-huh. And they were trying to get that person to leave study and go give them something to eat. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else with an example where negative peer pressure um, did not reinforce academic achievement? Anyone else? An example like that? Where your friends uh, did not encourage you to do a good job in school? Anyone else? With a situation where your peers did not reinforce academic achievement? Sort of like. Well, that's to some that do and some that don't. Some that do and some that don't. But Describe those really, who don't. They don't really, it's not that they tell you don't go to school or something like that, but I have people who say, well, why don't you come over my house? And then we'll do so and so and so and so. And I'm like, well, I have to go to class because I have already missed so many days out of class. And it's like, well, you can miss one more day. No, I can't. So I, I go to school anyway. But and then some, you should really come to class because you miss missing out on so much. Okay, and a little later on we're going to talk about which way do you side with those that reinforce or those that don't. In my latest book title, To Be Popular, Scholars Thoroughly, the reasons why I, on the whole, incline to believe Herodotus more than the 19th century scholars, I outlined before. That is that Greeks were torn in their attitude towards Egypt and towards Southwest Asia. Herodotus' main purpose was to illustrate the constant struggle between Europe and Asia, between Greeks and others, and so, in a way, his description of Egypt as a source of great Greek culture goes against his ideological aim, and I find that more plausible than the 19th and 20th century scholars who were profoundly influenced by Eurocentrism and by the triumphs of Europe in their own epoch to uh, push Greece into Europe and away from the Mediterranean, and I feel that there was no countervailing force uh, affecting the 19th and 20th century historians. Uh, And the power of uh, racism and later anti-Semitism, I think, was uh, extraordinarily effective. I think it's it's also important for the audience to realize that while it's true that Herodotus is a very interesting and intriguing source for Egyptian and other cultures' history in the Near East, Herodotus also tells us that there were flying snakes in Arabia. He also tells us that in the north of India, that there were ants that were actually larger than foxes but smaller than dogs. You wouldn't even be sitting here if it wasn't for the pioneering work and scholarship done by the Muslim scholars of cities like Fez and Timbuktu. So stop it. All right. Um, 
Um, here's a question for you, brother Eric. What is the most important thing for our people to do in terms of our salvation? Now, I'm glad that you asked that question. The most important thing for us to do in terms of our salvation is to recognize what salvation as a word implies. There's no such thing as salvation without a God. So all you atheists, get the hell out of here. Ain't no such thing as salvation without religion. So all you African spiritualists, get the hell out of here. Salvation comes from a God through a messenger raised up by that God. He is the door of your salvation. If you don't if you don't believe in salvation, then don't use the term salvation. But since you asked me the question, what is the most important thing we need to do for our salvation? That most important thing would be to accept the God of your salvation through his messenger, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's the most important thing. In the real world about information, I expect them to tell me the name of the person who's presenting the data to the table and why we give a damn that they presented it in the first place. And should they come up short of our expectations, then we have to hold them accountable and say their name to the people who are unsuspecting when it comes to the misinformation. But this European this and this European that is cool for people just learning in the conscious community. It's not cool for studying. I've already named a list of Europeans in my previous, and this is what I'm saying. See, a lot of the things you say I've already addressed on my own channel. I don't I don't like I said, I don't know if you watch my channel or not. I don't know if you would know that or not. But I've already I've already went down the list of not just people but organizations involved with being responsible for having successfully deciphered and met a nature. Jean Champillion, who you just stated earlier, all right, in reference in that book you held, he's one of them. So with that being said, you know, I don't just, I'm not just plucking out one Caucasian. I'm plucking them all out. I went from, from John, John, John Champollion before him and all the way up to today. Nobody who has handled, okay, this language has successfully been accredited with deciphering at all. So that being said, it's lies and it's mass amounts of dissemination. Okay, so last and final. Realize what that word means. You literally put him on a pedestal that you worship him and then he said throwing your hand throw your hands up and everybody would just throw their hands up and so i'm trying to get out of this room that's that's my goal at the time i'm watching the dvd but i want to get away from it as far as possible but i can't and so i get as close to the door the exit I get as close as I can. And he said, everybody get your hands up. And I felt this force 
come under my hands and try to lift my hands up and something inside of me snapped and I went like, no, it's only one God. And I was like, wait, why did I just say that? And when I looked to my left, all of my friends had their hands up. They looked like zombies. It was the most frightening thing you ever want to see. Everybody's face was pale. It was a whole bunch of weed smoke. But in the midst of that weed smoke, I saw other spirits there. I saw that we weren't alone. I saw that, man, they were leading us to hell. And I'm trying not to get choked up now because it was so, so real. I cannot explain to you that the spirit realm is more real. Signing with Garfield books. Sometimes you got to fall back and um redo it. Like if you find out some information that's messed up, luckily he didn't let it off the shelves when it was supposed to because he went back and redid something, updated the information. That's what he's doing in the book right now. He's updating his information, brother. I bet he updated it because he realized he was in error on some things. He had to go back and change it. That's why we're asking for yeah, the book. Yeah, the book, book is definitely coming out. So don't make no, a mistake about we're, that. You know, well, the we, book we, is we, coming we, out. We know because we want to see them sources. We want to we want to judge him by the sources he's using. All that huffing and puffing that he's doing <laughs> on your channel means nothing. We want to see the sources. Let me ask you a question. And why you don't never pick up when I be calling you, Daniel? Why well, are you what running are you from me? Talking about? We just spoke yesterday or the day before yesterday. Yeah, but I, I remember y'all used to run to me and and try to beat beat me down, man. Y'all don't run. Y'all running from me now, man. What's up with that? Let me ask you a question. When did I have, no, hold up, before you ask the question, when did I ever run to you and beat you down? When I mean happen? beat me down, not physically, I'm talking about, like, you know, I ain't talking about physically, bro. What's up, son? Let me ask you this one question, and I know you ain't gonna talk to me for another long time after this shit, Daniel. Here you go, here you go. <laughs> Here's the question. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, in front of my spot, the young uh, brother Ali believe in what he believe in, and he don't give a damn if Mark will ridicule him. He gonna say the same damn thing twice. <laughs> you know what I'm mm -hmm. I gotta respect it. You know All right, uh, brother Eric, you can close <laughs> out, brother. It's love. Hold up, hold up, Eric, hold up. All right, go ahead, brother. Close out. I respect the fact that he respects me for believing in what I believe. I, that's a pleasant surprise. I accept that. It's all good. Um, but I will say this. I want this to be hammered home. The things that he's saying about diet and nutrition as well as Yakub 
as well as the tribe of Shabazz, but in specific about diet and nutrition. 